The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and not my producer Taylor today because he is currently out, which is fine. Um, little life update, everyone. Currently still drinking my peppermint cold brew that Morgan Yates handcrafted at Starbucks. I was just saying, I'm not the biggest Starbucks person, which now that I think about that is maybe a bit of a lie, but Starbucks is more of a convenience than like anything because there's a Starbucks everywhere and you kind of know what you're going to get. More of a blue bottle girl. But anyways, I don't know why drinks have really become such a thing on my social media. Like if you go through my mentions on Instagram on any given day, there's at least like 50 to 100 tags from drinks. So that's really, I guess, where this thing is heading. If you guys don't know, Morgan Yates handcrafted this drink. It's the sweet cream cold brew, no vanilla with peppermint syrup at Starbucks. It's so good. So I had that um, today. It's just I'm already in the holiday season. I'm really excited because as you guys are listening to this, I will be heading off. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually going to be heading off to Texas in just a few short days for Thanksgiving. I just booked my Christmas flights. I'm going to New York soon. I'm really thriving in this holiday season. I think I was born for Christmas. I think I was just born for the holidays in general. It's really just my peak existence. After this today, I'm going to go to lunch and I'm going to stop by the Grove just to see the Christmas tree. I already know it's up. But anyways, I hope you guys are having the best week ever. Today's episode is with my friend, Nicole. She is amazing. If you guys, which not even if, so many of you guys love the episode that I did with Nico. So if you guys want me to bring on and do like some sort of double date podcast thing, Nico, I know you're listening to this and I know this is your idea, so I'll fully give you credit for it. Um, Let me know with Quentin, Nico, and Nicole, because I feel like that could be a really great episode. But Nicole is amazing. Nico's also amazing. My point is that Nicole is dating Nico. Anyways, um, so that's what this whole thing has been in the Facebook group. So many of you guys talking about how you love that episode. You like the style of that episode. It's the what I've been learning um, sort of style that I've I've done a lot throughout this podcast in the past year with just different friends of mine and stuff. And I'm really lucky because I have a lot of friends who add a lot of value to conversations and are very wise. Majority of them are older than me. So that is helpful. And then a lot of them just like add so much value. They're just such amazing people. Nicole is one of those people. She's just so amazing to be around. She's one of the most beautiful people you'll ever meet or see. She's just so fun and she's just like funny and cool and she's so talented. So in this episode, we talk a little bit, we do like a little 50-50 split. We do the what I've been learning kind of series that you guys love. And then we also talk a little bit about Nicole because Nicole is super talented and a really successful, incredible um, wedding photographer. And so I know a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast, a lot of you guys are actually into like photography and social media and stuff like that. But overall, like what she's done is like kind of build a brand on social media. She does it in the way of like wedding photographers, but there's just so many different careers and different things that you can do from like, you know, building a brand online and kind of like, just like work ethic. There's just a lot of things that you guys can learn from her. And I love her. She's absolutely amazing. I think you guys are going to love this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. If you guys have not already, um, one, join the secret Facebook group. That place is so fun quite the party. If you guys listen to this podcast and you're not a part of the Facebook group, you're missing out on, honestly, I used to say 50% of the fun, but I would honestly say like maybe 60 to 70%. And we also have merch for the podcast, which is very exciting. Um, We have a hoodie, we have a zip up jacket, and we have a pop socket. You guys are freaking loving that zip up jacket and there may or may not be some uh, new options coming soon. So if you guys haven't already, I have it in the show notes. As always, I'll have Nicole down below. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get started. Hey. Hey. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're here. I'm so happy to be here. We've been dealing with really bad LA traffic today, guys. Very bad. It's actually, like, everyone says that and they're like, oh my gosh, LA traffic. But, like, today is actually really just something else. Yeah, it was one of those days where it took about an hour to go six miles. Yeah. No, it legit took an hour for me to go six miles this morning. Say, so without getting mad. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> so we're just going to move on and go straight into a little one minute bio, actually. Okay. Can you give like a little background on yourself just to the listeners? They don't know you. Okay. Just to get to know you. Great. So my name is Nicole. Hi. 
Um, I am from Detroit, Michigan. I've been in LA. Actually, it'll be three years next month. And yeah, I moved here for my photography business. I'm a wedding photographer. And yeah, I went to Michigan State University, got my degree in communication, not using it technically, <laughs> the very expensive piece of paper. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm from Michigan and I've been in LA three years and I'm just out here um, grinding, you know? Grinding. Yeah. If you guys listen to the episode with Nico, also, that is her boyfriend. <laughs> yes. So cute, right? Yes, yeah, so cute. Yeah. He's the best. Literally yeah. such a blessing. Yeah, we're actually both so annoying. We like, okay, Nicole <laughs> and I are very similar, and then both of our boyfriends are very similar. So, so we'll similar. talk about things, and I'm like, wait, yeah, no, <laughs> literally the same thing. The exact same. The exact same. They sound the same. Yeah. Anyways, so we're going to go into hot seat. I have three questions to ask. Okay. I do this every single episode. Should I be nervous? No, because <laughs> yours are good. I also kind of tailor them to the guests. Okay, so great. So one's like a little bit more, you'll see which one. Okay. But I was like really thinking, you know? Okay. Number one, this is my favorite question I ask it every single episode. What is the best purchase you've made in the past six months under $100? Ooh. Okay, well, since we talked about traffic, I did just recently buy this. It's called a five-minute prayer book. I keep it in my car and it was like $5.99 on Amazon and it just helps me in moments of stress in my car. And so honestly, I would have to say that. <laughs> Which is moments of stress in your car here are, there's a lot of those moments. A lot of those moments. Like a lot. I feel like I live in my car, so it yeah. was really needed. <laughs> I actually like legitimately do live in my car. I will go to a workout at 7 a.m., and then I go to class mm. and then I'll like go to the studio or I'll go to something else. Yep. And then I like, I don't go home in between. Mm-mm. So I like, there's no point. <laughs> there's no point in going yeah. home. Cause it's just like, you're going to be there for two minutes if you even make yeah. it that far. Mm-hmm. So I basically live in my car. I mean, even this, like I'm doing this with you and then I have a shoot at three in this area and I'm like, okay, well I'll just sit at a coffee shop because yes. there's no point in me going home and then coming back this way. Exactly. It's so. what you like have to do. It's just LA life. It's a way of life here. It's worth it though. It is worth it. Okay, number two, you're driving, windows down, music blaring at midnight. What are you playing? At midnight? Yeah. A nice late night drive. Okay, so kind of a little bit of history about me. I grew up singing. Like, I was pursuing music most of my life until I was, like, 21, 22. And I love to sing in the car when it's dark outside. So if I'm driving, I'm probably blasting, like, some like Celine Dion song that I could like really belt or like a worship song to be honest yeah that's amazing I get like really into it because I feel like when it's dark you're like on a stage and like yeah. no one around driving can see you singing so loud so it's like yeah. a more comfortable I don't know setting for me I <laughs> love like late night drives oh they're the best I will say this and I literally make Quentin drive 24 <laughs> 7 but like I still love them you know yeah no 100% late night drives are good when it's like like in Michigan, it's amazing. Midnight, no one's on the road in Michigan. So like you are smooth yes, sailing. That's how Texas is. Yeah, which is amazing. Sometimes here there's still traffic at midnight, which is not cool. But yeah. <laughs> it really, it's like kind of impressive at that point when there's still traffic. It's oh, like, 100%. Whoa. It's like, like okay, what is everyone doing? Honestly, I really like, need to go know. to bed. <laughs> yeah, actually. Okay, the last question. I feel like you're going to like this one. Okay. What is your Taco Bell order? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Easiest question anyone could ever ask me. So I get a Nacho Supreme with okay. extra sour cream. Literally, this has been my order since I was like 12. And I get a cheesy gordita crunch. And I really like the chicken quesadillas, the mini mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Because they're like oh, a good yeah, yeah, snack yeah. and you can save them. Like I like to get something that I could save for later and it's still good heated up because I'll never great. eat it all at once. And a large Baja Blast. Yes, of course. The best. You know what? I realized I don't think they have them anymore, but the nacho fries or whatever. Yeah, they come around like once a month. They're amazing. That's definitely in the order when they're when they're available. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Okay, so how did you end up getting into photography? Like how did you go from like music to photography? So, like I said earlier, I went to Michigan State and I graduated college and I started nannying for my cousin full time. And my parents were kind of like, oh my gosh, like, when are you going to start applying for real jobs? And I'm like, I'm not going to, like, I don't want to. I always knew I wanted to work for myself and that I wanted to do something in the creative industry. Um, And music was kind of like, I kind of got burned in that industry and I wasn't really making money from it. And I was so broke from college that I was like, I need actual money that's going to start paying my college debt. 
And so I started nannying for my cousin and they had a really nice DSLR camera and photography was always a hobby for me growing up. And I always loved pictures. I loved taking pictures in college. I was that like creepy girl with a point and shoot at the camera, like taking pictures of people, which is so (laughs) creepy to think about. But anyway, yeah, they had a camera and she would just leave it out for me and say like, hey, I know you love photography. Go ahead and take pictures of the kids whenever you want. And so I started taking pictures of them every day. And she was like going through them one day and was like, you know, these are really good. Have you ever thought about photography as a career? Because she knew at that point that I was looking for like, what's my long term goal for, for work? Yeah, literally a week later, I was like, she helped me start the business. I got my LLC. We did all the tax stuff. And it just happened so quick. And it kind of like went from there. I just started working like I was nannying 50 hours a week. And then on the weekends, I was like putting flyers in mailboxes, reaching out to like old friends from high school who were like getting engaged and my brother's older. So like his friends that were getting engaged and I was able to build the portfolio really quick. And I was obsessed. I mean, I still am obsessed, but yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, but yeah, it was, it's been a long, it's been almost eight years, which is crazy to think about. The hustle never stops, to be honest. (laughs) That's actually crazy. So how long did it take you to kind of like build up clients? So in Michigan, I feel like starting a business in your hometown is a lot easier because everyone is like so supportive. And so like your mom is contacting people and your friend and your siblings and your friends. And it's easier to like shoot people when you know everyone in the town. So it took me about like a year to really build like a portfolio in Michigan And again, like my brother's friends were getting married and I've always been creative since I was young. So I think my hometown, like people in my hometown just kind of trusted me. And then when I moved to LA, what I actually did was I was coming out here like once every other month to start building my clientele before I moved out here. Cause I didn't want to get here and like, be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Who should I work with? So I was coming out here. Like, I I think I came out maybe four or five times before I moved just to start working with people and to get my name out before I got here. And then once I was here, You know, I was doing a lot of free shoots, a lot of collaborations just to kind of get my name out. And it it probably took here a year. But I think if I started my business here, it would have taken longer. But I'd already had a business for five years when I moved here. So I already had like a portfolio to show work. It was more so like reaching certain people here. When you started your business, did you have someone that you were like looking at or like, did you have anything you were looking at as a business model or were you just kind of like figuring it out as you went? I was a little bit of both. Like I had mentors um, and like wedding photographers that I really looked up to, but I also was like figuring it out as I went, as I was doing it. I actually flew out here in 2015 to do a one-on-one mentorship workshop with this photographer who I like loved and really looked up to, like her business side and her work. And now she's kind of turned into more of a friend, which is so cool. But yeah, I think having mentors and just people you look up to in the in any industry that you're in is like so important. But that one-on-one mentorship really shaped the business side of my photography business because I was I was good with building clientele, but it was more like the marketing and social media side that I was lacking. And now I actually teach one-on-one mentorships for the same thing because it helped me so much and I realized the benefit of it and the benefit of a business. So I love to do that for other um, aspiring photographers or anyone like small businesses. Yeah, social media is crazy. It's like, I always say like, take advantage of your free resources. Like yeah. while it's free, use it to your full advantage. And yeah, it's such a blessing for business. I always say that even like, I mean, this is a little bit different, but people with like really good Not even, I mean, obviously good branding is important Mm -hmm. and like businesses with like tangible products, but like packaging Mm -hmm. is so important because if you have cute packaging, people are going to post it Mm -hmm. and it's all over and that's like free marketing, you know? 100%. And I always say, especially as a photographer, like, because there's so many photographers, especially in LA, but like in general, I feel like everyone wants to be a photographer these days. But how you stand out and that is like when someone goes to your Instagram, like you want to create the wow factor. Like you want them to like come to your page and be like instantly taken back by it. Like, whoa, like this looks so good. And and that is just good branding and like making sure like everything is cohesive and like consistent. And you want people to come to your page and want to keep scrolling. Like not just, oh, another photographer, everything looks the same from every photographer's page I've ever seen. You want to create something different that makes them stop and want to keep looking. Yeah. I feel like you do a really good job too of like sharing yourself, but also, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Well, my 
my now, I guess, personal page has kind of morphed into that. Yeah. And now I, I had just recently this year created a separate account for just my weddings because that's like my passion. Weddings are like what I'm most passionate about shooting. And I work with a ton of influencers and bloggers and stuff like that. And then I have my preset page as well, which is separate. But my personal page used to be my business page. And I just you have to pay attention to what the engagement and what people like and want to see. And I found that whenever I shared personal stuff, people were more engaged with that. And it kind of just like morphed and I started just sharing more about my personal life. And then, you know, I've already built my brand. It's been eight years in the making. So like people know I'm a photographer. So now when they come to my page, if they want to see my work, they'll go to my wedding account. And then I also have a website for that as well. Why do you think you love weddings as like opposed to something else? I think I've loved weddings since I was little. Like I was a flower girl once and I don't know if that's like what made me fall in love with them. And it's so cheesy, but I just love love. And I love that every wedding is different. Like I could shoot at the same venue every weekend and it would be different, like different decorations, different love story, like different family, different, like everything is different. And I just, I love that about weddings. And I just love being a part of like people's love story and like, to know that like, you know, in 20, 30, 40 years, like, like how I look at my parents' wedding album, like their kids or grandchildren are going to grab that one day and look at it. And like, I was a part of that, you know what I mean? Like creating those memories for them. It's just so cool to me. That is cool. All right, guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about my favorite jewelry company. They have been my favorite jewelry company for quite some time now, far before they were a sponsor on today's episode, which is very exciting for me, but it is Missouri, which is spelled M-E-J-U-R-I. If you guys follow me on Instagram, if you guys watch my YouTube videos, anything, you guys know that I have this one heart necklace. It is the perfect little dainty, pretty, beautiful heart necklace that I wear every single day from a jury and I have for months. I also have some cute hoops from them. I love their earrings. I actually just got a friend a necklace just because, because I love her and you don't have to have a reason to either get jewelry for yourself or get jewelry for someone else, which is something that Missouri has figured out. Turns out women don't need a special occasion or somebody else giving them a gift when they want high quality jewelry. I am very into high quality jewelry because if you're going to wear it every single day, I think it's worth to invest a little bit more into. Their designs are not like, oh, look what someone bought for me or like, look what I bought for myself. They're just timeless and they're just, they're classic pieces that are great for every day. So if you guys want to go check out Majuri, go to Majuri.com or check out their Instagram. You can sign up for their latest weekly drop. Okay, the cool thing about Missouri is that they have relationships with the best manufacturers and they sell directly to you. So their jewelry is handcrafted with the same top materials, but without the traditional markups. So you're not paying extra money when you don't need to. Missouri just kind of cuts out the middleman, which is amazing. They're also in L, Vogue, Refinery29. Their stuff's amazing. Clearly, I'm not the only one who thinks so. And if you guys want to go check out Missouri, you can treat yourself right now because just for our listeners, when you go to Missouri, dot com slash I love you. You'll get free shipping on orders over $100. That is M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash I love you. Again, that is just Missouri dot com slash I love you. So go check them out. Pick some stuff up for yourself. You guys will not regret it. And let's get back to the episode. Do you have a wedding like horror story? Like do you have like a really (laughs) bad like it was awful? Yes. And I'm always hesitant to share because I never know if like my brides are like following along what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm like, we'll listen to this. But I have one that I've shared on like another like interview type thing. And I don't think I can't honestly can't remember her name. It was like the third wedding I ever shot in like, I don't know, eight years ago. But she actually had like she was bipolar Uh and OCD, like like clinically. Yeah. So I had was doing everything through her dad prior to the wedding. And then, like, I met her on the wedding day, and the dad had warned me, like, if she says no to a photo, like, don't push her. Like, no means no. Because typically, if a bride's like, no, I don't think I want that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, it'll be so, it'll be perfect. The lighting will be great. Let's do it. But he was very hesitant on, like, or not hesitant. He was very persistent. Like, if she says no, like, it's a no. And so I get there, and I meet her, and she's so nice. Like, she seemed to really like me. And then there was, like, a moment where (laughs) her fiance or husband now they're divorced now but he was late like they were supposed to leave the hotel before the bridal party and she found out they were still in the hotel when we were leaving and she like marched to his door 
pounding at it. Mind you, like his whole family is there. Like his sisters are with her, his, his mom, and she's just dropping F-bombs like, you effing blah, 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 blah. Like oh how, like she went, was going off on him in the hotel and the videographer and I were like so uncomfortable. So we left. And then during the ceremony, like the pastor was like, oh, you know, for rich or for poor till death do his part. And she was like, for richer, for poorer, but you better not be poor. And like pause. Oh my god. And gosh. you would think it was a joke, but she was dead serious. Like there were like you could hear a cricket. Like she was not joking. You better not be poor. And it will go down in history as probably the most like awkward, uncomfortable moment of my work life history. <laughs> that is actually awful. Yeah. And during like speeches, like if people were talking, she would grab the mic and like curse people out for talking during like speech. I mean, it was it was a train wreck. It was so bad. Yeah, no, that's actually terrifying. Yeah, it was very scary. Haven't had one. that That's probably, like, the worst I've yeah. ever had. I've had some, like, bridezillas and moments where brides are just, like, so stressed out. So I get it. But I, I think... I think nowadays, like, people are so obsessed with, like, posting and, like, perfect pictures and, like, everything being perfect. And for most girls, like, their wedding day is the most important day of their life. It's, like, the best day of their life. They've dreamt about it their whole life. So if it doesn't go as planned... It's like a high stress moment, which typically I thrive under. But a lot of times I'm getting like the back end of it. It's like it's like a little kid who's throwing a temper tantrum on the floor and he starts kicking the fridge like he's not mad at the fridge. It's just yeah. like the fridge is there. And I feel like sometimes I'm the fridge yeah. on the wedding day, which is fine. I've learned to like take it and accept it. But luckily, I haven't had too many of those, which is good. Has anyone ever objected? Like, have you you know, when they like give you that whatever and like in movies, you've oh, always seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never seen that. I've never wanted to see that, but I'm like, does this actually happen? That's like, I've what I'm saying. So many weddings, no, never had it happen. I know, like, I know of a story where it's happened one time. Really? Yeah, but it's like, I mean, it's no one that I know. Yeah. It's like some a friend of a friend kind of thing, and I mean, it was like a disaster. But I'm yeah. like, so, like, I was thinking about that because I feel like when you're younger <laughs> and you're watching movies, yeah, it's just like so, it's like dramatic, mm-hmm. so it's in movies, so you just think, but. Like, I mean, I guess at the same time, I'd be like, no, never. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think of the Grey's Anatomy episode where, what's his name? Jackson interrupts, what's her, April's yep. wedding. And it's like a cute love story because they're actually in love and like he breaks it up and they run away together and get married. And, but yeah, it's, that's, I feel like a movie thing. Like, or it's like when people like get stood up at the altar. Oh my gosh. I definitely so... never had that. I would be traumatized for life. I would be like, I'm not getting married. Yeah. Okay. So Nicole and I know each other. Well, I guess, yeah, we know each other from Zoe, but also like mutual friends. Yeah. Bef- I don't know. I don't know how. We I feel do. like we would have met regardless, whether it be church or through like other like, friends. Mutual friends. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Zoe though. Yeah. But- for sure. Nico's gonna be like me. It really wasn't, but like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, like, sure, you know? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the episodes that people, I was telling her this earlier, that people love the most are like my things we've been learning episodes, mm. typically with Zoe friends. So, we both came prepared with three things that we have learned lately or just great ideas. Mm. So, do you wanna go first with your first one? Yeah. I would say one of the things I've been learning lately is I want to say there's like two ways I can phrase it is it's okay to say no, especially in like my work life. I really have always struggled with saying no. I'm such a yes person. But what I've been I've been learning is sometimes we have to say no to the good to say yes to the great or no to the great to yes to like the extraordinary. And that can apply to like a lot of areas of life. But I think for me, I overcommit to things a lot because I'm such a yes person and like, oh, hey, can you shoot tomorrow? I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have have one hour open. Let's do it. But it's like really that hour should be dedicated to like rest time or something for me or editing or because I tend to just do too much and then I'm behind. I'm like all backed up on work. And so I'm just learning that sometimes you have to say no, even if it seems like a good opportunity, if you're not able to give 100% because you're like, a lot of times I'm running on empty and I can't even give 100% to that job even if I wanted to. So that's where I that's where the it applies of like sometimes you have to say no to the good to say yes to the great. So when I have more time to give 100% and say yes to the great, I can do those at like 100% instead of like giving 10% at oh hey, I'm so tired, but yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And then I'm not doing a good job. I feel know? like saying no to like makes your guess mean more. 100%. So 
I feel like I used to be more guilty of this than mm. I am now. And now I'm like, maybe I should say yes a little bit more than I say what I do. <laughs> but I feel like, especially with like school and everything, it's mm-hmm. so easy to say yes or mm-hmm. like fear of missing out regardless, like yeah. socially, work life, like yeah. school, whatever you're involved in. Mm-hmm. But then you say yes to everything yeah. and then you end up dying and you can't like do anything yeah. else well. So. Yeah, I'm, I don't really struggle in the social aspect part of it I don't either that's the one I say no to everything yeah I feel like I'm so old I mean I'm not so I'm 29 but like I had my social life like I had four years of college where I like did the whole thing and like even when I first moved to LA like I was going out and saying yes to everything all the time because I wanted to make friends and I wanted to like do this and do that but now like saying no to social things is so easy for me I'm like no sorry I can't like I'm busy and I'm like in bed or I'm working Mm -hmm. but I really struggle saying no to work opportunities yeah but then part of me is like, oh my gosh, like four years ago, I would kick myself if I said no to such a cool opportunity. But now I'm just at a place where I, I just physically can't do everything, yeah. and, which is like, I guess, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. And you're not where you were like four years exactly. ago. Exactly. So like now it's also different because when you're starting a business, mm-hmm. it's more important to say yes to everything yeah. for the experience and like mm-hmm. things that you can gain from it. But like as you're established, mm-hmm. that's kind of when it switches, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't necessarily like need all of that. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Okay. So my first thing. So this, I think this is Chris Hodges who said this. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It was a few weeks ago. And it was some have to grow for your vision and some have to go. And Mm. I feel like, isn't that good? Uh, I didn't come up with it, but. (laughs) I feel like this is like one of my things I've been learning too. Yeah, it's hard. And I feel like I've been not like in a weird place, like friendship wise, but I Mm. feel like there's just been a lot of changes. I've had the same friends from home since Mm -hmm. I was like 10. So I just kind of assumed it was like always going to be like that, Mm -hmm. which like, I mean, I still have those friends that I mean in LA, not like in Texas. So I just like, I'm very loyal, but like to like almost to the point where it's like, not everyone is going to be your friend for forever Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't always be your friend for forever for the good of both of you or like you're just going somewhere else that they aren't going or whatever. And I feel like the past six months have just been kind of like weird Mm friend-wise. Like there's been a lot of transitions. There's been a lot of people who are consistent and stay the exact same, but there's just been people that it's like things have just changed and shifted and like that's fine. Yeah. And I was even talking about this this morning and I'm like, you know, I can see how this friendship is not supposed to be like my number one right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that. I know like it's so like evident as to why. But for some reason, I think one, it's like a comfort thing, Mm -hmm. which like you can't stay comfortable. It's like you're being like taken other places and like next level and whatever. Mm -hmm. Not everyone can go with you, but it like sucks like losing people. And I'm so... I'm so invested in friendships and I'm mm-hmm. like, if you're my friend, you're my friend. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, I'm just like, absolutely not. Like, I'm like, no, this isn't happening. This doesn't make yeah. any sense. But it's like, some have to grow for your vision and some have to go. And yeah. that's just, it's really sad. Yeah. But that's it's also good. so good. Like, I definitely, that's one of my three things I'm learning right now, which is like, I was, Nico and I talk about it all the time and it's so sad, but it is true. Like, not everyone can come into the next season with you. And something that a mentor always said to me is you should always have four people in your life, one that you're leading, one that's leading you and two that are at your side. Yeah. And I definitely have that. And I think anyone else, like, especially if there's some, you should never have someone pulling you back Yeah. so that either in front of you leading you, you're leading them or they're at your side walking or running with you, but there should be no one holding you back. And if there is someone holding you back or pulling you back at in your race of life, then like maybe they need to be benched for a season. Like maybe they don't get to come into this next season. And that's not to say forever, but that's just to say for right now, if they're not benefiting where you're going and not that it needs to be about this person needs to be giving to my life or benefiting my life, but depending where you're at, maybe they just can't come with you right now. And that's okay. Because I I feel like, for example, if you have a friend who's going through a really tough season and it's been on and on, going on and on and on and on and to a point where it's, it's dragging you down. That's not to say you can't be a good friend and love them and pray for them. But that does mean if it's starting to affect you negatively where you feel like you're going down with them, then that's not healthy for you. 
Yeah. And I don't want to say toxic because that word is like, I feel like carries so much weight. I feel the exact same way about this word. I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm like, I don't, I would never say, oh, it's toxic. It's, you know, there's, I forget what pastor said it. Oh, Mike Todd. I'm obsessed. I was listening Um, to him this morning. (laughs) I'm like so behind on that crazy faith series. (laughs) But anyway, he said, and he was applying this like romantic or intimate relationships, but I think it can apply to any relationship if you have a cup of water and there's a drop of poison in it, would you drink the water? No, because it's it's poisonous. And that yeah. can come with, with friendships too. Like, oh, it's good 90% of the time or 99% of the time. Okay, well, the 1% of time is poison for your life. So yeah. like, would you drink the water with poison in it? No, you wouldn't. So like, why do you allow poisonous French? And even that word poisonous is like so intense, but like, we shouldn't allow poison. And sometimes again, like it's for a season, but it is unhealthy. Like I will say unhealthy. There are certain seasons where certain friendships are unhealthy yeah. and that's just like life. Yeah. And it's sad. It really is sad. What you said about the whole toxic, like the word just holds so much weight. I really don't like using the word one for like so many reasons. If I say something's talk, it has to be like yeah, so, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it has to be so, so bad. Yeah. But I think I just, well, one, I think just because a friendship doesn't work out between you Mm -hmm. and someone else does not mean that, like, either of you are bad people. Sometimes it's just not meant to be. And same thing with relationships, like, whatever that might be. But also, like, I don't ever want to call someone toxic. Half of it is, like, I don't want to, like, speak that about Mm -hmm. someone. I don't want to say that. And then I also think so often that people who are, like, so quick to drop people and be like, you're toxic, like, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever, and, like, they're very heartless about it. Mm-hmm. It's because they just are afraid of confrontation. Yeah. And like, there's such thing as healthy confrontation. Like you can just be like, hey, mm-hmm. this kind of bothered me. This hurt me. Like, yeah. did I do something? Or like, you know, like having an actual it's a conversation. Thing, yeah. For sure. It's like, wait, what? Like, just like I think about this and I'm like, I just think about like situations where I've been in them or like mm-hmm. heard about them or whatever. And people are saying like, oh, they're just so toxic, whatever. I'm like, I actually don't feel like they're toxic. Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys just like can't communicate. Like, yeah, I don't think that's really it. Awesome. Last night, um, Robert Mazzu was talking and he gave us like a brilliant message. And it was, I don't remember the exact point, but it was something along the lines of like your village affects your vision. Mm-hmm. I actually think that was the point. That's so good. And it's so good. Like, also, I think like how you view yourself is how you view the world. It's mm-hmm. like, that's your like lens of life. But yeah. like, people learn from experience and people Mm -hmm. like you do end up becoming the people who are around you. 100%. And his whole point was like, okay, but like if you're going to fix your vision, but you're just going to go back to the same village, the village is going to ruin your vision. So like, Mm -hmm. what's the point? It doesn't make sense. Like you have to like fix the village. The whole thing is like, fix the root of the issue and not like the fruit of the issue. Like not like, like the actual issue itself. But I think about that too. And it's like, Sometimes I think when you're also being taken to like new levels of faith or like a new mm-hmm. level of like career or whatever, like I literally talk about this all the time with the podcast, but it's like mm-hmm. big thinkers versus small thinkers. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how big of a thinker you are if like the only people around you are really small thinkers. Yeah. You're being not even just held back, like dragged back. Yeah. 100%. It's just like, it's so bad. Okay. Th- I have a question for you, actually. This is a question that I just keep asking people because I'm just very <laughs> curious to know. Let's say you're in a situation. Where, because I feel like when I say this stuff and it's like big thinker, small thinker, whatever, understandable, like when you're in friendships, you have like practical steps to get out of that because like you can distance yourself from a friendship. You can bench a friendship for a season or whatever. But like, what do you do when it's like a leader in your life that you like can't get away from? Or like someone who's like above, you know what I'm saying? Because like there is such thing as bad leadership. Like I get this question a lot sent in just from random people and they're like, I agree with all of this, but, like, what do I do when I'm stuck in this situation? And, like, I actually can't get out because I'm either, like, on a sports team or I'm in a school where they're over me or whatever. Well, I think for, like, for me personally, I think if someone has to be, let's say it's a coach or, like, someone who is going to be in your life no matter what, I think I would correlate it with, like, my faith life. So, like, I think if someone is telling me something or trying to lead me in a certain way and I my spirit isn't agreeing with it like I would take it like let's say a leader says something to me let's say I am telling someone 
about a confrontation I'm having with a friend and I'm not sure whether to continue this friendship or not. And I go to this person for wise counsel, let's say, and I don't agree with it. I would always like apply it back to God's word, but that would be me personally. I don't know how I, cause I'm trying to think of another like scenario where like someone would have to be in my life. Like if it was a parent or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always just say like, if you're not agreeing with it, like take it with a grain of salt and like shelf it. Yeah. And, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like I don't really have a great answer to this yeah. at all. That's why I keep asking people. I'm like, I actually really don't know. Because yeah. I think about it. It's like, it's not like, like I've been in this situation yeah. before. And it's like, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. I was actually talking to Quentin about this. Like, I've been talking to a lot of my friends about this. So I'm like, I don't really know what to do in this situation. But I think at the same time, there are people in my life who are, quote unquote, above me mm-hmm. in like some leadership yeah set up but their words hold like literally no weight in my life like that is not literally no weight but like yeah I don't even really want to say that because I don't want people to be like oh just don't listen to someone but like there are people in my life like leaders in my life that like what they say really means a lot to me yeah so it's like when I'm under someone like I know how like detrimental it can be to be under bad leadership and it's really hard to unlearn that So because I've been through that already, I'm, like, very, like, intentional with who I, like, you know what I'm saying? and not every leader is for everyone. Exactly. And and just, like, I have friends who I would go to them for wise counsel, but I have other friends who wouldn't go to that same person for wise counsel because they don't receive the way they give love or give advice. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, like, not everyone is for everyone, like leadership wise. So like there are certain mentors in my life who I would go to for advice, but I know there are certain friends of mine that wouldn't go to that same person because they don't receive it the same way I would. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I think that's like, yeah, exactly. No, because I even think about like my like circle of friends Mm -hmm. who all of us go to advice for and it's like Mm -hmm. I would not go to the person that like so-and-so would go to. 100%. Yeah. And I think if you're in a position... I don't ever want to be like, oh, their words hold no weight, whatever. But like if you're in a position where it's a parent or it's like Mm -hmm. a teacher or someone that like is is like not the healthiest leader for you in your life, respect, honor. But that doesn't mean that like they're not end all be all. And what they say is not end all be all. And I think you just have to choose like very wisely who you're listening to. There are people in my life who are above me, but like their words just don't hold as much weight as maybe someone who I want to be more like. Because I'm like, I actually don't want to be anything like you or Mm -hmm. how you think or how you treat people. So why would I listen to that advice? Yeah, and sometimes it gets scary and hard because we like to say their words don't hold no weight. Let's just say a parent. Like, oh, their words don't hold a lot of weight, but like subconsciously they do. Yeah. And like you're taking that in and that can be like scary because like you want to say they don't hold weight and so you go to them anyway and you know you're not going to like what they have to say. And then you're like, oh, wait, is what they're saying true? Is what the, and then you get all, like, in your head over things, um, yeah. which can be, like, so bad. But that's why it's just so important that you just be careful who you share things with and who you go to for advice to make sure that who you're... Because words have the power of life or death. So, like, to make sure who you're going to, those words... Just know, does this person, do the words actually weigh heavy or light? Because if they weigh heavy, you're going to take it to heart. Yeah. So just to be careful, like, who you're going to for sound advice or wisdom or anything for sure like I think it's always really great to like go like peer-to-peer friends Mm -hmm. and stuff I will like obviously like listen to my friends like I love my friends I trust them they're great but also like it's really important to have someone older than you who's already been through what you're going through because one they can have a lot more wisdom yeah they've already been through it they know the whole thing I was actually talking to like one of my actually it was Dom everyone knows Dom on this podcast (laughs) yesterday and we were just talking about like she was just going to like me for advice on something like I had already been mm-hmm. through or whatever and I was like literally the first thing I told her I was like you have to stop yeah going to 15 different people and telling them like mm-hmm. you have to keep it close and you talk to who you talk to about it and 100%. that's it hundred percent like it, yeah. not everyone needs to know because like especially like sometimes it's like not that serious you're like oh yeah. whatever it's not a big deal but as things like become a bigger deal to yeah. you it's like you have to be so intentional with yeah who you're letting like speak into your life mm-hmm. and so that was literally the first thing we were talking about and she's like I know and I honestly I think I learned that from her to begin yeah. with so I was like just a reminder yeah Another thing I've been learning this last year really in business is it's okay to ask for help because I'm such a control freak in business. I always have been because I've just ran a business by myself. So I'm like, oh, I can do it all. I can do everything. And in the last year I've hired on like, um, 
I guess, technically two employees and not like full time or anything. But my business has since flourished since asking for help because I'm able to focus more on the creative aspects and things I'm more passionate about. And I have more time for that because administrative stuff is like not for me. Like I can do it, but like emails literally are the death of me. And I have to be so careful because I always say this, but I remember when I first created, like I remember sitting at the desk in my cousin's house where I was nannying when I created my business email address and it was empty, like the inbox was empty. And I was like, one day this inbox is going to be so full. I'm going to be working all the time. And it was just like a dream and like a hope at that time. And now it's like, life. It's my real life. And so whenever I'm feeling stressed about emails, I'm like, okay, remember back to when you were 22, sitting in your room, like wishing and hoping and and dreaming about this being full. And you're so busy that you can't even control your emails. And like, now that's real life. So I have to like think back to that, but also like, I'm also at a place where like, I can hire someone to do that, which is so nice and such a blessing. Cause I always like for the longest time, like I've been able to hire help for a couple since I've been in LA and I just haven't wanted to. Cause I'm like, no, I don't trust anyone to do what I can do. And, yeah. but that's just so, so false. And I now have like an assistant who shoots all my content and she does all my YouTube stuff and helps with emails and honestly just helps like time management and helps me stay organized. And then someone else who both of them, I honestly met through Zoe church, which is like so cool. And they're just amazing humans who helps with more logistics stuff, like booking my flights and doing all that kind of stuff, which is also, I'm like the worst at that. I'm like, I'll just book this flight. And they're like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. You have a four hour layover. Like in that time you could be doing X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, this is why I have you. (laughs) You're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But yeah, I've just been learning. It's okay to ask for help. And and it is really beneficial to success. I think is, is having a team and um, having help. Yeah. I think it's really important. I was thinking about this the other day and when I graduate I really want like I want to do that when Mm -hmm. I'm like you know back to work real life no more college can't wait for the day the word college gives me anxiety no same same (laughs) and I'm in it you know I I don't even ever want to think about school ever again I'm so (laughs) I'm so ready to be done but I was thinking like financially the past year I've like Mm -hmm. I mean I want to be like so on top of it and Mm -hmm. so knowledgeable and so because like I started making money at like 16 yeah which is wild like you're young you don't know what you're doing and like my dad was like pretty Mm hands-on in the sense of like not gonna let me like go blow all my money and like whatever I mean they gave me a lot of freedom like honestly I wish he was like more controlling when it came to it like (laughs) now like I would have been so annoyed then but now I'm like yeah okay like I kind of wish that they like did that parents know what they're doing or something I know it's so crazy (laughs) like who knew no who knew (laughs) but I was thinking about this and I like me I'm like I want to hire a new accountant like there's Mm -hmm. like all these things and I was like another word that gives me anxiety actually though literally (laughs) I'm like like money that was honestly the biggest reason as to why I wasn't taking more control of everything was because it just stressed me out to think about it Mm -hmm. so I was like okay whatever but now I'm like okay I feel like if I'm on top of it though it won't like stress you out as much yeah but I'm like there's just so many things that you don't know especially when you don't work for someone else yeah like they they don't teach you this in school regardless but they especially don't teach you that in school so it's like you just don't know what you're doing whatever I was like I actually need to like sit down Cause like, I was like, yeah, I need to hire someone for like videos and whatever. I'm like, okay, but like, I actually need to like sit down and be like, okay, so like, tell me everything what to do. Look through all of this. I know it's all bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, both the people that I hired, I, I mean, when I first was hiring for an assistant, like I had interviews and the girl that I went with was the one that in the interview was telling me what to do. Like I kind of like pitched her my five year plan, like all these, like, I'm such a dreamer that like logically, I need someone who's like, okay, well, this makes sense for now. This dream makes sense in two years. This makes sense in three years. And I'm like, always dreaming up new ideas. And so this person had said like, okay, well, I can do this and you should do X, Y. And she just like blew my mind. And I was like, you're hired. Can When can, like, when can you start? Cause I, you don't know what you need until it's in front of you, I think yeah. sometimes. And same with Jasmine, Shout out. Shout out to Jasmine. (laughs) She's like my little sister. I'm so obsessed with her. She's such a blessing. But she is the same way. Like she's like, well, you should do this and this would be good. And and let's do this and really keeps me on top of things, which which is so funny because I say with both of them, like, I love that you tell me what to do. Like I'm technically your boss, but they're always telling me what to do, which is what I need. So it's yeah, that's so good. I think too, in the past year, I've realized more than ever how I'm not administrative in the slightest. Like I am 
so creative big yeah. visionary I can Same. think of like big pictures and it's mm-hmm. not that like I can't get things done like yeah. I can but I know everything that needs to be done whatever but as far as like the really small detail oriented mm-hmm. task that's just not my strength Same. I'm like I need to hire someone who is really good in that in yeah. those areas because like I'm really good in the other. Yeah. I'm just not good in administrative. Yeah. It's so funny. I have a twin sister. I don't know if you knew that. I actually didn't know that. And it's like we got the opposite sides of the brain. Like she's yeah. like that. She's all administrative, like has a desk job. She's so smart, like so book smart. Not saying I'm not smart because I am, but I'm just such a creative. I'm such a visionary. Like that's just my strength. And that's what I've learned in asking for help. It's like having people on board and on your team who your weaknesses are their strengths and vice versa can only further your success. Yeah, exactly. And also when you're holding on to something so tightly mm-hmm. and you aren't like enabling other people, like yeah. that's only going to expand your vision Yeah, if it's the right people. 100%. I mean, I don't want to say it's only going to, but like yeah. it should be expanding <laughs> your vision. It has to be the vision. right people. It has sure. to be the right people, but it has like, it should be expanding your vision and making things bigger. Mm-hmm. And I'm so someone who's like, well, I know what to do. I know how to do it and they don't yeah. know how to do it or whatever. And I think, like, one, there are people who can do what you're doing better than you can. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not doing it as good as you can, yeah. they're going to learn. And also, it frees you up to, like, not to—I don't mean to, like, get your thing worse, whatever. But, like, yeah, there's just people who can do it better than you can do it, basically. Which is okay. Which is yeah. <laughs> better than okay. It's yeah. actually amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so another thing that I put down was do things that take you back to the basics. And this is, like, mm. such a simple— idea i remember at color conference hillsong conference like probably like three years ago i want to say i wish that i had the actual paper i used to have it and it was something like do you remember where you were when the lights went on or something like that and it's Mm -hmm. like don't lose the revelation but like you can take that faith business like whatever it is and it's like i know for me like this weekend i've met so many subscribers like I normally if I go to like anywhere outside of LA Mm -hmm. I meet people constantly but like in LA it's just such a like you just don't go out to people it's not a thing here Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) normally like I'll like recognize people or whatever Mm -hmm. like people will be in Pilates and like I'm like hey and they're like you know and then that's like whatever Mm -hmm. and like I love meeting people but it's just like I remember when I started my channel like the people that I'm now friends with who I was like obsessed with at the time Mm -hmm. It's, like, the excitement behind it and how I was, like, yeah. so whatever. And so this weekend, I honestly probably met, like, I think 17 people the other wow. day. Like, so many people just randomly out and mm-hmm. about. It was so refreshing because yeah. I was, like, this is, like, why I'm so, like, community-oriented. Mm-hmm. I love connecting people. Like, I yeah. already told this story in the podcast, I think. But I did an interview at UCLA, and the girl back was, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is my friend. Like, we met on, like, I have a Facebook group for this podcast, Mm -hmm. and they met in the Facebook group, and there's Mm -hmm. so many stories. Like, people send me photos all the time. Like, we met in the Facebook group Mm -hmm. where, like, I was in class, and she was watching your video or, like, listening to your podcast, and I was, like, I listen to that, too, and now they're, like, friends. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, like, four group, like, a group of girls, like, four of them who went on some, like, trip to New York together, and they met originally, like, Mm -hmm. through, like, a common interest of me, and I'm, like, that's actually how I originally met my like really close group of good like, girlfriends on mm-hmm. YouTube and like we're all going to New York together like next month and that's so how fun. I met all of them yeah and we've been friends for years and we've done so much together yeah was like our common thing with YouTube so it's like mm-hmm. cool that I'm like more so on the other side of that now yeah and it's like I don't know just like going back to the basics because I feel like things can get like so there's just been a lot of like work st- more work stresses this year yeah and I'm like I'll get so caught up in that and I'm like, okay but this is like why I'm doing it yeah or even like my like faith is obviously like honestly the biggest part of my life but yeah. when that all started and how much of a difference that's made in my life like yeah. even this morning I like met with a friend who's like wanted to like know more and like started yeah. going to like Zoe and like whatever and it's awesome and I'm like yeah. that stuff is so I used to meet people all the time and talk to them about that and I'm yeah. like I don't do that anymore like I don't know I'm like it's not even it's just crazy to me because like that is like my favorite thing to do yeah. and I just have like forgotten about it somehow yeah And I, like, bought her, like, a Bible and a book and, like, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, this is what I did. And, like, this is it. And it was, like, that's so exciting. And it's, like, so refreshing. Well, and it's, like, being intentional with things that, like, genuinely matter. And that kind of ties into, like, why I want to be able to say no to things more. So that I can say yes when someone's like, hey, I'd love to, like, grab coffee. And, like, 
talk about faith. And that not only blesses me, but I know it that has a power to bless someone else too. Like talking yeah. about God and your faith is like so empowering. And I want to be able to do that. But like where I'm at right now, like I don't even, I don't have time to like go get coffee by myself, let alone like have intentional time with someone else and do something like that. So like, I totally, I totally yeah. feel that. I, on the topic of time, I'm like, so like, I'm very, I don't want to like waste time. And yeah. it's not, my friend said this the other day, she's like, yeah, time's important. No, people are more important. And I was like, okay, yeah, true. But like mm-hmm. the reason I want to be so efficient with the time that I have that I am spending like working or whatever yeah. is so that it frees up my other time. And I'm not, it's not like leaking in. Yeah. It's just really difficult when you like work for yourself. Yeah. You would think it'd be easier mm-hmm. because you control your schedule. Yeah. But it's, but it's actually, actually not, not. Yeah. <laughs> like because there's always something you could be doing. Yeah. So there's like this weird always, always. This is not even one of my points. But something that I have learned is like you will always have something to do. So at some point you just have to turn it off. Yeah. I used to be so bad at it. I still am not good at it. <laughs> I think honestly, like Quentin has made me way better about it yeah. because finally I have something that I want to do. Like, yeah. And like not just work. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to like Nico and I talk about this all the time because we're both such like visionaries and like we love our jobs and we're so passionate about it and it does take up a lot of our lives. So like we tend to talk about work all the time because what we're doing is exciting and we love it. But sometimes we have to check ourselves and be like, okay, let's not talk about work. Yeah. You know, which is hard because like it is exciting stuff or like I feel like the most time I'm not on my phone is when I'm with Nico because like our intentional, like our quality time, we try to be like super intentional with it because I could be texting people all day long for work. Like I'm on my phone all the time. Like Instagram is my job, like emails. Like you said, there's always something I could be doing. But just for me, when I'm when I'm with people I care about and love, like I really want to be intentional with that time and not make it about work, which again is like so hard. <laughs> yeah, it really depends on the friend, but I pretty much just like don't really talk about work with other yeah. people. But I think it really honestly came from a place of like, especially when I started going to the school that I'm yeah. at, like everyone just like goes to college. Like yeah. they're not like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this isn't like a normal thing to be yeah. doing right now. So it was more so from a place of like, okay, like, I already know how this stuff, like, yeah. comes off. Like, I don't want to say any, and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Even though, like, I know my intent. You just have, to, you're 100%. so overly aware. Well, and sometimes it's not necessarily work, but it's, like, a new idea, which kind of turns into work. Exactly. It's like, oh, my gosh, I had this amazing idea for, like, a YouTube video or, like, this amazing idea for a podcast or a book or, like, whatever it is, which is, like, cool that it's amazing if you have people in your life you can share that with and you trust them with it, and especially when it's just, like, in the baby form. But again, like for me, that is still kind of work. Yes. I guess, even though like I love it. And it's also like you're talking about your dreams and your passions. So I think really it's all about balance. And that would also be something now that I'm thinking about it that I'm learning is balance, like balancing personal life and work life Yeah, is something even at 29, I've been doing this eight years and I'm still learning how to balance it. Yeah, I feel like it will forever be a thing. <laughs> I feel like that ba- like actual true balance like just doesn't exist. You just it's like priorities. Yeah. So it's like so your true. priorities are just going to shift. And yeah. like at times there's going to be a time like obviously when you first started your business, that was a bigger priority. Yeah. But like you're adding different things yeah. and like a relationship and mm-hmm. stuff. And so your priorities just shift and then yeah. you like reevaluate basically. Yeah. Which is so funny because I always said I was afraid to get into a relationship because same, I'm such a workaholic yep. that I would be afraid that I would put work first. But it's funny because when it's the right person, like with Nico, like it has never even been a thought like he always comes first in every aspect. And I feel like that's when like, you know, you know, yeah. when it's the right person, when like it doesn't feel like a burden. Like I want to to spend time with him. I want to prioritize the relationship because again, people and the people in your lives are the ones that matter above anything else. But that was always a fear of mine. And I even think of when I started my business almost eight years ago, like I was in a relationship and it killed the, re- and I wouldn't, other things killed the relationship, but I was prioritizing work because at that time it was more important. And yeah. like, again, I think that was just another sign. Obviously that wasn't it, but yeah, it really is. It comes down to prioritizing what's important and what's not. Yeah. Not that exactly. work isn't important, but your relationships are more important. Yeah, exactly. And so many people disagree with that, but I'm like, I'm always going to put people first. Like I'm always like the things that actually fulfill you and like genuinely matter yeah. the most are the people and the relationships mm-hmm. in your life. And I think the reason that people like disagree with this so much and they're like, do this and do that is just because they're in the wrong relationships. Because I'm like, my relationship does not hurt my job. Yeah. It actually probably makes it better. Yeah. I'm a better person. Yeah. I like am more motivated. I'm yeah. more pushed. Like they should only be pushing you yeah. towards your job. 
But it's when people get in relationships with people that are holding them back. Girl, you don't even want to get me. That's what it is. This is a whole other, like, podcast. Yeah. Like, this is a whole other, like, I could go on for hours about this topic of unhealthy relationships versus healthy relationships and being held back. Like, the person you're with should never, ever tell you that your dreams are too small. They should be, even if it seems, like, so far-fetched, like, they should be like, how can I help you reach that? Like, when should we start? Yeah. And I've been in relationships where both my ex-boyfriends had said to me, like, you have unrealistic dreams that will never come true. And had I stayed in those and listened to that, like, again, like words have the power of life or death. And really, they spoke death over me, but I turned it into life. I was like, hey, look at me now. Like, are they still unrealistic dreams? And those are not healthy. That's not healthy at all. Like if someone that says they love you or respects you, like that is not love or respect. No. At all. I think too, it's like who you're with is your either your biggest asset or your yeah. biggest setback. Nico always says that. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> also it's like, I think people just have what love is confused. I think people yeah. have unhealthy and like actual toxic relationships yeah. and codependency yeah. confused and mixed up with like love yeah. and what like a healthy relationship should look like. Yeah. And, like, I used to be this person, like, I don't want to date anyone because it's just going to, like, mess up my work and it's yeah. just going to, like, whatever. And I'm, like, literally that's not even been, not even a thought even, sit, like, in yeah. that area has ever crossed my mind now yeah. with the relationship I'm in now because it's just totally different. A healthy relationship. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. a completely different situation. <laughs> it just is wild. Okay, my last thing that I've been learning or, like, just an idea that I've been thinking about lately is it's my, like, privilege or honor to include as many people as I can. Mm with whatever I'm doing. And I, love I, th- that. I think that's like really great. And I think it gets mixed up because people think that like, oh, well, if you're hanging out with people, you shouldn't invite anyone and everyone yeah. at all times. And that's not what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. really healthy to have like your like select few closer friends that mm-hmm. you're really investing your life and your time into and yeah. whatever. I That's not what I'm saying. But as far as like I'm in like a very unique work opportunity or I'm in a very unique, just like everything. Like it's just, even I've noticed about myself, especially lately, I am like so passionate about connecting people with other people. And I, yeah, (laughs) I don't really know what it is. Like even this morning I was like, oh my gosh, like I randomly had two people who I'm like, they would love each other. Like, they yeah. are actually both looking for friends right now. Like, I should just, mm-hmm. like, connect the them. the same way. Literally, all the time, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I literally sent an audio message. just like, hey, I think I found your new yeah. friend. Like, mm-hmm. and it just, like, randomly crossed my mind. Like, for instance, my friend Caitlin is, like, the greatest person ever. And mm-hmm. she's a graphic designer. And I'm working on merch. And so I was like, oh my gosh. Like, do you want to work on this with me? Yeah. With that being said, I'm not just going to hire any friend. Like, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. Um, like, <laughs> I'm like, I would hire her yeah. if she wasn't my friend. Like, yeah. regardless. But I think it's just, like, it's cool to bring people along on their journey with you. And, again, that does not mean to hire just people just because they're friends. Well, and I think it's, like, we are blessed to be a blessing. Exactly. So, like, if you have a business idea and you're, like, oh, my gosh, like, I know this person um, is a graphic designer and this would be such a cool opportunity for them, I'm going to ask them to do it. Yeah. Or, hey, like— I got coffee with this friend and they were telling me about this like business idea. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know someone who is in that field. I should connect them. Maybe they could help each other. Maybe they can't, but like maybe they can. Yeah. So I think that is a gift, like the gift of connecting people and like thinking of others outside of yourself, obviously, like when you're always thinking about someone else, obviously that's such a a cool quality and trait to have. But no, I, I totally agree with that. And I'm, I'm the same way. And like, I'll, I'll grab coffee with someone and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm looking for a job. And film I'm like oh my gosh in my head I'm like I know I'm not gonna say anything yet but like yeah I know someone who works at Universal or whatever I wonder if like they know anyone who can connect but yeah that's I agree okay I think confidence I saw I've seen this like everywhere but confidence isn't like when you walk into your room and you think you're better than everyone else it's like when you walk into your room and you don't compare yourself to anyone else and you're just so comfortable with yourself yeah and I think the number one reason as to why people don't do that is because they're afraid that someone else will like quote unquote like pass them yeah and one also it's cool to have friends who like point out what you're good at Mm -hmm. and so the other day I like a friend of mine was like starting a YouTube channel and I was like oh my gosh like that's so cool like I was like give me your subscribe link and I like posted a story again you don't have to do that for everyone it's not but it's just like when you feel like you should you just whatever and like it didn't even cross my mind to like not do that and they were like oh my gosh it's so cool but I'm like it's just sad that that is what's considered cool Mm -hmm. or like that's so nice of you yeah because it should be normal (laughs) yeah it should be normal because people are just so like 
holding so tightly onto yeah. what they have and they're afraid that anyone else is going to yeah. do better than them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, if they pass me, that's yeah. so awesome. Cool for like, them. I'm so happy yeah. for them. Like, I'm like, that's literally so awesome. Like, yeah. great for you. Like, it's just not. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just like a very insecure mindset to 100%. have. Like I had a friend the other day, she launched her desktop presets, which I sell as well. And she texted me and another friend in a group chat and was like, hey, guys, I'm launching my presets tomorrow. Like, if you wouldn't mind posting like about them, um, here's the link and here's a photo you could use. And at the end, she was like, Nicole, I totally understand if you don't want to because like you have your own and that, you know, I get it if you wouldn't want to. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, of course I will. Like, I'm not threatened or like this is not a competition. Like we're in the same business and we're here to support each other and help each other excel and succeed. And what kind of person would I be if I'm like, oh, heck no, like I'm not going to draw sales to her because that's going to take away from mine. If someone wants to buy it, they're going to buy it. You know what I mean? And that has nothing to do with me. I think in L.A. especially, like it's such a competitive place to live. Like everyone's trying to outshine the next person. And it's so sad. But like if we can all come together in this mindset of like, it's not a competition, like let's all help each other and we'll go further and it's just like not a common thing here in LA. So I'm like, if I have an opportunity to do that, then like, I'm going to do that. You know, yeah. you're just always going to get so much further collaborating than competing with people. 100%. And everyone really is in their own lane and everyone really is so unique that yeah. people that are going to like buy from someone else and may not buy. There's people who are going to buy from someone yeah. else and may not buy from you and mm-hmm. they will buy from you and not from someone else. 100%. And that's like the beauty of like mm-hmm. all of it. Like it's yeah. just just not holding things so tightly because when you're suffocating them like you're not even giving it room to breathe there's no way it's going to grow when you're like holding it in your face you know what I'm saying yeah that's so true but yeah so that is pretty much it for the episode I think we've already been recording for like a bit actually way longer than I thought (laughs) I could talk for hours no same I'm on the literally have a podcast um (laughs) where can they find you so I am on Instagram at uh Nicole Balsamo photo and then I also have a YouTube channel. It's just Nicole Balsamo. There's not much on there yet, but it's, it's there. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. What an honor. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you guys did, let me know by leaving a nice little review and rating. Also, join the secret Facebook group. Check out the merch. I'll have Nicole's stuff linked down below. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.